morning. It is almost at the end of March and we're in America, you know, and because of COVID, so many things were made relative to us that we need to understand that public education is really just a service in which we all need to have in order to benefit from being a citizen. And that citizenship is not free, neither is freedom and has never been free. This morning, apparently, I was in a struggle for freedom of speech as my podcast just kept getting interrupted. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure, was it the device or was it the human intervention? And apparently it was human intervention as when you buy a device today, you might not be the only administrator of the device that is that. I'm just trying to tell you, when you purchase something and it's in your house, I believe it belongs to you. And what you do with that device is pretty much your business as long as you are not violating any rules. But in talking and communicating effectively and understanding the King's English and understanding that we are in charge of our own reality, my reality led me to understand that perhaps someone thought that they were overseeing and monetizing on my behavior and I had to bring that to a quick end as I had to make a complaint to Apple because I purchased a new Apple MacBook really I didn't purchase it it was a gift from my mother and my son and I gotta tell you life is good on this side of the world as you know you can't make change and you can't change what you can't change when you ain't here And as long as you are here in America, living on this side of the world, really, you can make a difference. Because when you know better, you just somehow do better. So we're in the know better, do better blues. Simply because someone believes that they could control things in my... You know, I've seen little tiny inclinations, I mean, little tiny demonstrations of perhaps... Ah, it was important to someone and someone was watching and amused by my behavior and therefore felt that they needed to intervene. I've had conversations with network administrators thinking that they were pretending to be somebody else but who could have the power to go in and alter a program like Facebook where I know that they have kept every podcast, every everything that I've done since the election of Barack Obama as he changed things, yes, and he stopped them from doing lots of things that they were doing, but the control of human beings is really within the control of the system, and the system really just does what it does, and truly in America, it is just you, boo. You and who you don't know is advocating for their own self. In America, as we participate in a very structured system, and the system has to do with overseeing resources and ensuring that the resources benefit the people who are generating those resources. However, the ability to be equitable and to ensure the system is actually functioning in a manner in which it's designed to do doesn't always happen. And therefore, it is your responsibility as an individual to ensure that you're maintaining 
the ability for the system to benefit you. In America, truly, who are you? You are only who you. Oh my goodness, my girlfriend is here in town, Joy. And uh, she's letting me know she's got a wedding to attend at 6 o'clock, so maybe we'll catch up. But I'm just trying to tell you, in America, who do you believe you are? You're only who you believe you are, and you are no more than that. If you are free, you're only free as you believe you are free, and you are no more than that. But, you know, if anybody taught you anything, let's understand that Trump and Nipsey Hussle taught me a whole lot. Donald Trump taught me that the manipulative, just, you know, being here and doing what the hell you want to do is what America is about, regardless of who it hurts, because the first, you have to be able to identify the abuse right and if you can't identify it pinpoint it down to the resources you can you can't be guilty and I guess that's what people felt that as long as I could not prove that they were fucking with my shit that quite frankly they were innocent and no boo I know how to snapshot a screenshot that demonstrates that I was on five times trying to have a conversation with people who might want to follow me or anybody who might want to learn a little bit about early start and the supports that's required for all children, not just black children, but all children, and how we have to do a better job. Why is it that we don't have more early head starts or head start programs in the state of Nevada? I'll tell you, because they don't follow the rules. And when you don't follow the rules, you get the punishment. You understand, boo? So the accountability portion is what they fail to meet. Therefore, head start didn't give them any additional money. But the governor is going to control these resources that are coming into Clark County right about now. It's not the, it's not your happy day, oh happy day, that uh, <laughs> Jara is going to have some control over some money because it's not about him, not about him anymore, not about the teachers union either, boo, and it's not about the Nevada Department of Education as we, they're all compromised, their values, and need to understand, you know, I'm a not today because I might have my my screen because mm, the sun is a shining and one thing I do know so I'll say hello good evening and welcome to my podcast Darlene Anderson Coming to you from Henderson, Las Vegas, Nevada. And the conversation is and would be and only is going to be and always, I guess I'm start talking about the empowerment of individuals or parents once you have children. Because I think that that's when the commitment comes in to figure out what you have to do to understand how you can be successful. You know, making a little mini me. And I think that we all do that. I mean, I know women do. But I don't know about so much about black men. As I didn't have success, really, with black men. Zero. But I have had success with myself and my family. You know, brother got to work it out. He's got to work it out. And here I am, 60 years later. And I can say that, you know... I went out today with my friend, Joy, and we had a great time, and I'm just going to tell you, time doesn't change the relationship from when you began, you know, like if you had a relationship with someone and it was 20 years ago, 
you know, and you drifted apart, basically. I think, you, you know, when you see that person, you still see that person from 20 years ago. It really just doesn't make a difference. We went through things. She raised her kids. Her children are grown. My children are grown. My children are adults. And, but they're still my children. And now I have a grandchild and getting ready for another grandchild on the way. And I'm going to tell you, the most important thing is that my son understands his responsibility. And I just truly understand that because he understood what mine was. So here we are in 2021. And here I am, landed in Vegas. After all my years of public engagement and public involvement, I find myself on the outside looking in as almost if I'm not an American citizen. <laughs> but guess what? My mama paid taxes and I paid taxes and I've sacrificed in America. And quite frankly, I'm still an American citizen and have a right to be heard. And I understand the power in the voice. Comprehension, my friend, is what we're talking about. And I understand what I read. So I've had lots of opportunities to participate at the local level, you know, all the way up the chain, all the way to, you know, the Capitol in Sacramento. I've testified before, you know, those senators before. And it's so irrelevant because I've had conversations with people from the United States, <clears throat> excuse me, Department of Education. And the State Department of Education in Sacramento also. And so, you know, I know what I'm talking about. So when I hear people telling or attempting to manipulate the rules, well, I see it for what it is. And it's so unfortunate that here in Nevada, they've manipulated the rules for as long as they could. And under SB 543, they were supposed to make all these grand changes. And they were actually told what they had to do. And you know, this teacher shortage and this teacher shortage and this teacher shortage. And it really is people who choose not to work with certain type of people. And that's just what it is. But they want the money, so they get the money. And they've gotten the money for all these years. And they're sitting fat and they've got retirement and they've got all these benefits. But these people were paid 100% out of federal dollars which only came to the state to support the people who are in poverty. But for those people who live in poverty, well, I'm still searching for the services. Mm, how interesting. Where do you find those services? I mean, you know, I know what I'm looking at, and therefore, you know, I know how to articulate my concerns about what I don't see. And I don't see any any evidence of the support and any documentation of any support that's being given to the neediest children or the underachieving children. And for all those schools you got in PI status well, <laughs> that were should have closed like four or five years ago, because they're federal program schools, but you've just been letting them get by because, you know, hey, they just been getting by. And getting by is what they do because they really weren't concerned about your children. Now, why should they care? They're, they're not their children. And see, I think that we're awakening and understanding that people 
who have mental illness really shouldn't have access to weapons. And people who have anger issues need, well, you know, a brother got to work it out or a sister got to work it out. But somebody needs to work it out. And as for the neglect that happens around people who don't understand the weapon and the danger, well, you know, I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of things that just are the responsibility of the local elected officials. Like, you know, if they have people who rent out houses, well, you know, the city has to oversee the rentals or the county has to oversee the process of rentals. And so if they don't have the proper insurance or whatever, you know, all those things, like so many things I've seen here, lightning, where buildings have burned down and the city doesn't want to take any responsibility. <laughs> and the owners, well, what can I say? It's a struggle because it's a struggle. It's just a struggle when you talk about anything that needs some oversight and some management. Well, how surprising. I mean, if you didn't listen to the podcast from, what was it? The Department of Education. They did a webcast the other day in which they said they needed to have that data, you know, for those children. You know, for the children who are generating the money from the federal dollars, you know. Those Title I kids, you know, foster youth, you know, neglected and delinquent, you know, the children that are failing, you know, free and reduced lunch children, got to have that data. (laughs) And they don't have the data. And he said, well, he was just trying to encourage them in a nice way, because I didn't know it was a brother that was second in command. So we got an Asian, then we got a brother. And for some reason, they just been a little bit too nice to people who don't want to change. But I can tell you, folks don't have to change. But what I can tell you, one thing, you don't have to accept that. You know, you don't have to accept that. I need to respond. I'm hoping I don't get kicked off. Okay, took a pause for the cause. Thank you for not ending my recording. I didn't know if I could respond to that text in a minute. But I'm going to tell you, the most important thing in the world, everybody has to know who they are and what they'll stand for and what they won't stand for. But if you have children, failure should never be the option. And I can just tell you that. Because, see, I don't know how, how you deal with the situation, but I know that I had to help a young man who had 25 credits in the 12th grade. And he only had 20, 25 credits. And he was afraid that something was going to happen. And I guarantee you something did happen. And he said, F you to the principal. And he was in jail under a terrorist threat. And I said, wow. I said, wow. And I said, what can we do? And so I filed for a fair hearing at the Office of Administrative Hearings. And you know they got the notice because the judge sent me a court date. But then somebody in Sac City said some erroneous bullshit that had to do with 
some kind of sales agent and stuff, whatever. And then the judge got it off the calendar, and I'm just wondering. But guess what? Let me tell you something else that happened. He was released, and he didn't have to go before the judge. And his case was basically thrown out. And he tried to go back, and I told him, that's not something you can do. Because, see, at this moment and at this time, right before COVID hit, the kids who got pushed out and kicked out, they had no hope. They were out there in the foster youth program because they were removed. And I'm thinking, this is so criminal to myself, right? A judge removes you and you get into the foster care program and then you age out. Mm -hmm. And then, I'm sorry, you didn't get nothing. What did I say? You didn't get nothing, but they got paid. And they got paid from birth until you graduated out of high school. And you didn't graduate. So what does that mean to you? Well, I tell you, the one person who fixed that for you was Barack Obama. And he fixed it to the point to where if you didn't graduate at grade level and you are a foster youth, well, they have to put you back to the foster youth program. Did you know that? You can't age out right now. Not during COVID. And they're supposed to be providing all you these services, you know, like housing and all this good stuff, you know, like food stamps and like a transition, transition, you know, something to look forward to you. And you have a right to have that from the local school district or from the state of Nevada. But I bet you they didn't tell you that. Nope. They didn't tell you nothing. Because I see that a lot of black people just don't know enough. And how in the hell do you only have 330 African-American children in Head Start, or in Head Start, when they had 2,800, or almost 3,000, and now you can't even find the data of how many white people are taking advantage. But then I talked to a black professional woman. Initially, when I got here, she told me because that was for them white folks. And I'm saying, oh, excuse me. Well, I never considered that because I was a Head Start parent and I'm not exactly white. And I was a PAC parent. And I participated on the policy council in said Head Start. And I participated at the district level as the chair of the district advisory committee. So, you know, I got to look at the book and I got to understand the funding and I got to understand allocating resources. Well, boo, when you only got temporary folks working with you, <laughs> ain't nobody getting paid no full-time salary. So that's how they had all that carryover money. And you should have heard them trying to talk about how they had all that carryover money. Oh, wow. You had it because you invested? <laughs> no. You had it because you pushed some children out of school into the Harvard program. And those folks actually believe that that little $8,000 or whatever that allocation is, is like a scholarship and you're taking it to the harbor. But if you're taking it to the harbor, honey, well, you're just taking it to the plantation. I really don't know what kind of benefits you get. But some people said it was good. So I don't know. Maybe they pay some community partners to help support socially, emotionally, you know, the development for young people. And I did hear a, an, a Hispanic parent get on and talk about how her children were getting older and being disrespectful and she was happy to have a place where her children can go and socialize. And that's all wonderful, but what about the core curriculum, boo? And apparently, you don't get to deal with that. But I don't know why, because, you know, they say you could have a 504 or an IEP. 
Well, I would just like to know what are the basic requirements for an individual educational plan and how do they assess the development of those children when they give them, when they put them in a harbor? Because I asked them about the data and they told me that that's between them and their community partners. I mean, you know, I kind of felt kind of put out right then, but I'm, they didn't understand what I was talking about. Actually, I was talking about the federal dollars that come back to Clark County. That means they have to share the information of what they're doing publicly. And, you know, I didn't have any idea that they direct file at the age of 11. So if your child gets in trouble at the age of 11, well, there's a helicopter. Not a problem to direct file to the you know, to remove you from your home, actually, because you're seen as, you know, whatever, that you don't mind your parent, non-compliant or whatever, but then they can put you in house with 14 other young people, and then they can ship you out of state if they run out of bed. But if they, you know, I didn't understand how many said, but when he said how many people went through the program, he said something like, 15,000. And I said, wow, 15,000 times the ADA. What is that? You know, what is that? But if they're Title I kids, I mean, but if they're special ed, wow. But if they're not even required to measure the basic access for those children, well, I'm confused. What is the intent behind the public education offer of a faith? And how is that not violating due process? How did they just not create a whole new program for the Negroes since 80% of those children out there at Juvenile Hall happen to be black? Mm. But, you know, they should be able to use the data here in Nevada to understand the disparate impact of whatever their choices were and perhaps change in the middle of the stream. But, oh, no, (laughs) changing is not something I heard them testify that they were willing to do so you know the only thing i could do honestly is because i didn't see anything changing is to contact the folks in dc because contacting the folks here well you know they don't really call you that or they let you know that they don't have to stay on the phone and they're going to hang up ding 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 because you're being rude (laughs) unfortunately Some people see me as rude. What can I say? I might be. I don't doubt it. But if you don't understand the intent behind public education is to offer a free and appropriate public education, one that leads to an opportunity, a benefit, not to the juvenile hall or the penitentiary. And the services, what are you actually offering in the harbor? I can't measure any data because... They wouldn't give me any. Well, hell, they didn't have any data. Any, but, but what they did have is they had the data from, you know, the fourth grade reading level for the read by grade three. And it's wonderful news. They had a high five. Those Negro children actually made it like they were all the other children. And guess what? They made it. So, but then... They had already dropped the additional funding because they needed to pay the teachers, you know, the ones who didn't want to work with 
they children anyway. I'm just going to tell you. I understand what's going on. It's so unfortunate. But it is what it is. Please do not ask me to explain or break it down or shorten what the law says because the law is the law. And it doesn't change for anyone. So under IDEA 2004, all children with disabilities have right to have the same access as a non-disabled child. And a state has an obligation to find a child fine, and that's a, you know, a title in the U.S. Code. I mean, but we're only dealing with the federal adults, so we're only talking about the federal regulations. Oh, by the way, <laughs> they had no idea that they would have to have that data, and they are so upset. It's basically being so frustrated. They don't know what to do. I can't tell them what to do, but they're going to have to come clean because I don't think I'm going away. My little corner affords me a sense of security, and I'm going to hang on to that and continue to teach because I'm not sharing anything that's not publicly shared at edu.gov. Just go and read. And then just go and help yourself and read the you know, the documents that were submitted by the Nevada Department of Education. They're there. And look at all the zeros. Well, where's my heroes? I didn't find any. Just zeros. And you know, I gotta tell you, I gotta think, honestly, Apple. Because I had a problem with someone who certainly didn't like my conversation the last time I shared my podcast. Cut me off. Five times amazing my devices work the way they're supposed to and that's real because that's why I paid so much money for them and when you take it out of the box room and you open it up and they sold it to you to do one certain thing and even if it's just the podcast well all of the things have to work or they have to refund your money and they wanted to know how is it that they were responsible? I said, because when I buy something blue and you sell it to me, I expect it to work the same way it did yesterday before I put it on the internet. And then when I put it on the internet, it's working fine. But then someone, because see, I know that someone do exist, felt the need to shut me off in the middle of my street. And that's like, you know, being interrupted in the middle of intercourse real. I was really pissed. So, I had to spend a great deal of time on the phone with Apple and they assured me after my update I wouldn't have any more problems. And I'm grateful that I did not have any more problems. Should I have any more problems, I understand what the FCC's responsibility is to govern certain people who feel the need to micromanage the freedom of speech. Got it? Speech. I can say, and I can curse, and I can do whatever the hell I want to on my podcast. And if you're offended, please don't tune in. But the reality is, is I'm an African-American woman. I am 62. I have participated at the highest level of participation when it comes to educational outcomes and the maintenance of public services and the ability 
to share concerns about the way the program should be operating and I can see how it's not. And I know what surplanting is and surplanting, I'm sorry, it's called surplanting. It's not called underfunding. And you know, first we were gonna just address it at like underfunding, we underfunded. Well then, we had to talk about how can we have this $220 million or so in the carryover from Clark County. How disturbing, especially when we couldn't find the Negro children at all after COVID hit. Well, amazingly enough, only seven of those children graduated last year with the ability to move on to, you know, second, the university. I'll put it like that. And then the rest of them, well, they had a 259% suspension expulsion rate. I just had to question that. And there was no breakdown of that data. But when you have the federal dollars, it requires you to break it on down, you know, just break it on down. And there was no breakdown. So I questioned that. And then I filed a complaint. And that came back because they said that I had to find one individual, but no individuals would step up. What can I say? They don't understand that freedom ain't never been free. And, you know, you just expect a certain thing to happen. But when it's not happening, it's kind of like we all expected that man to get off George Floyd's neck, right? We all watched in amazing, in amazement as he died in front of us. And then we watch Congress not address the issue, right? <laughs> but the reality is, what issues do they actually address? I mean, the young man who just committed the suit, I mean, he killed 10 people, kill shot, trained by the military. The military has to do an assessment, an evaluation of his mental status to determine if they're going to let the state find him. I don't think so. I think they put him out, and I think they know he had an issue. So what should we say about that? Because, you know, that has to do with how we should expect the services to happen for the people who are coming out of the military, who are trained murderers, trained killers. He had 10 kill shots. He didn't say he had 10 not one person lived that was amazing you better pay attention how many other people out there suffering from mental illness and then congress don't want you oh not congress the republican party and did you see them trying to say that the people did not have water or food while waiting to vote and that they dropped it down to one voting precinct oh come on boom who are you you know america is full of immigrants and they wanted you all here. And now you are here. And they're still bringing in. And the Republicans did this shit about the border stuff. <laughs> it wasn't Biden, and Biden had nothing to do with it. No, Trump shut down the food and all the resources that were going down to South America. Then they didn't have anything. Well, what do you want the people to do? They had to come to where they could get something. And why not go to the country that was supporting them and drop the support, right? So no, let's not pretend that the ignorant people that are down south, that are trying to prevent the people who are living in there, who they're getting all the benefits from, just like here in Nevada. 
Black children are generating so much money for public education. And it's unfortunate that somehow at the schools they're at, that no children are benefiting. And it's unfortunate that if they're at a program that's a great gate school or a gifted program or a victory resume, that they could lose that because they have a behavioral issue. Don't you know how discriminatory that is? Don't you know how restricted that is? You don't get to do that under the federal law. But, oh, who's complaining? Hello, me. But I guess I understand how to explain discrimination and disparate impact. And I guess so many people just can't because they want to put it on the nigger. But nigger was happening when I came here because, you know, they had some young white boys and they had targeted some young African-American children on one of these social networks and put kill shots and marked their face and like they were going to kill them. And amazingly enough, they knew who did it. But guess what? They couldn't prosecute them because they were afraid. And this is the conversation that got cut off my video in a public meeting that 80% of the children in juvenile hall were black. And they just didn't trust. So they're going to put some ankle monitors on them. And they knew exactly what was happening to them. That was the judgment from the Department of Justice here, boo. I'm sorry. That's what I heard. But I'll have to leave it in memory because guess what? The recording just didn't record. It, it just somehow created an illegal operation just as, you know, I got shut off the other day. Amazingly enough. Well, in amazement, I'm going to keep on recording. So, I'll say like, subscribe, and follow me. Catch up on my past podcast. Follow me on YouTube. Hey, I'm out there on Facebook. Until we meet again, this is Darlene Anderson signing out. Out of many, there are one. But out of one, there are none. So eat pure, but you know, let's hope we get the many. And not the one. <laughs>